Welcome back to the Student Pages podcast, lockdown edition. I am joined today by an American guest, uh, a young actress who's been in in all sorts of things, most recently uh, on the Netflix series Ozark, as a character called Erin Pierce. Uh, Madison Thompson, how are you, Madison? I am hanging in there. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You're in Atlanta at the moment. Yes, I am. Um, most of the year I live in Los Angeles. That's where I go to school. In addition to a lot of the work I do is, is shot out there. But right now I am back home hunkered down with my family. So I'm coming to you from my bedroom. <laughs> do you travel around? you travel around a lot normally? Is this kind of... Uh, yes. So for Ozark, at least, um, that actually shot here in Atlanta. And I started working on the show right at the end of my senior year of high school. So I was living here and I obviously was working here, but then I decided to attend a university in Los Angeles, the University of Southern California, uh, which meant I was commuting cross country two times a week for like the first month and a half of school. So they don't actually film Ozark in the Ozarks? They do not. It is shot all here in Atlanta. Um, We have a lot of lakes and stuff like that that are really similar to the Ozarks. So all of the overhead shots, um, they'll send out a crew to go shoot like drone footage for that. So that is all the actual Ozarks in Arkansas, Missouri. Um, But everything that you see that has human beings in it, uh, that's all shot in Atlanta. Okay. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I feel kind of lied to, but it's it's all right. (laughs) I guess that's the magic of television. (laughs) Of course. Of course. We don't know. We don't know that all the smoke and mirrors involved in in, in Netflix produced TV shows. Must be crazy working on something like that. Have you got any kind of sort of stories from being on set and uh i definitely have a lot um i think what most people don't realize about our show is obviously yes it is shot in atlanta like in the ozarks what what we make of the ozarks uh but we shoot so much of it outside which means that we are battling the elements we battle the bugs we're shooting on lakes and swamps and stuff like that because we you know we want to be true to what the environment is of the Ozarks and everything that comes with that. But with that comes a lot of challenges. Um, I was actually talking to my mom yesterday about, um, because I have like memories that'll come up on my phone from, we were shooting at this time last year. And we had a day where we shot a scene um, on the beach and it's a scene where Jonah um, is shooting like beer cans that Tommy set up for him. And the whole scene is actually pretty long and broken up into different scenes. So we had shot it in, or we had practiced and rehearsed it in the morning. It had firearms involved. So obviously we have to go through and choreograph it like very specifically. You had real, you had real guns? Uh, the, I'm not exactly sure. I think for part of it, they use like some kind of like fake gun, but it, I, it has like blanks in it, I think. It has blanks, so it makes a noise and it fires back. And then the way that we shot the bottles exploding at the same time is they would put like little like firecrackers or like dynamite or something in the bottles so that it looked like when he shot and it made the noise and it exploded at the same time. Obviously not my area of expertise. Uh, But while we were shooting that scene, we kind of choreographed it all in the morning when it was shaded because we wanted the sun to come out because we were shooting at the beach. Like that was the nature of the scene. So we broke for lunch and then came back and started shooting. And we had kind of shot the beginning of the scene without shoes on. And then the sun came out and the like sand was like 
fire. Like we couldn't walk, but we had already shot half the scene with our shoes off. So we had to go around with the people who were like part of our props team and stuff like that and spray different areas of the sand with water. So if you've like looked at the behind the scene footage or just like from afar, us shooting the scene, we were like hopping into different spots around the scene just to like get through. And then in post-production, they had to like specifically pick the right angles so we didn't look like bunny rabbits throughout the entire scene. God, yeah, this, I didn't even think about how this, your, the sand gets so hot. It does. Uh, and it was hot outside and we are lathered up in sunscreen because, you know, you get halfway through the scene and it's in the afternoon and all of a sudden you have a sunburn that wasn't there at the beginning of the scene. So. Goodness. Did you, do you spot any mistakes like watching it back where you're like, oh, they didn't, they didn't cover that thing up very well or. Mm, no, they, they do a pretty good job. I mean, What's great is I came in season three of this show, so they were a well-oiled machine. I feel like maybe something like, I mean, the classic one I think of is the Game of Thrones, like, episode where they have, like, the Starbucks coffee in it. Um, but oh, Ozark, yeah. it, that was hilarious. But uh, Ozark is really good about making sure, you know, it we're authentic to the environment. The only problem that we do run into sometimes is because we're shooting on a public lake, we can't like cut off the entire lake. So we'll have people just kind of come on through the scene and their boats and like we'll block off the lake for, for um, safety reasons sometimes or for noise and stuff like that, because you won't be able to hear us say we're shooting on a dock and there's boats going by, you can hear the motors and it messes up the sound. But obviously, like, it's public, so people can kind of do whatever they want. So every once in a while, I will see a boat and I'll be like, ah, I remember that scene where those people just kept driving by and we, like, couldn't ask them to leave. Um, But usually people cooperate pretty well. But there's definitely been some fun heckling stories. For those people who don't know, actually, maybe we should just, do you want to just explain briefly, um, like the premise of Ozark and the character that you play? Totally. I probably should have started with that, but Ozark is a show that is on Netflix. It stars Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, and it pretty much goes into, it follows their family, the Bird family, and they get wrapped up with the Mexican drug cartel, which brings its own set of issues to say the least and they end up moving to the ozarks in the first episode of the season i promise i'm not spoiling that much it happens very quickly um in order to work out a deal with the cartel and to go into business with them and marty and wendy are pretty much working to keep their family alive um, because the cartel could kill them at any second and with moving to to the ozarks brings so many different personalities and backstories and stuff that they end up getting wrapped up in that I don't think they ever really intended to. And so the show um, kind of explores their life in the Ozarks and their run-ins with the cartel and how they have to use kind of their uh, smarts to get out of the situation. And so in season three, there um, is a character named Erin Pierce, who I play on the show. She is the daughter of Helen Pierce, who is introduced in season two as the lawyer for the Navarro drug cartel. 
And during the third season, you will get to see my character mouth off and pretty much try to ruin every situation ever. Um, but it, it was such an amazing experience to work on the show. And, and I'm so lucky to have um, been able to be a part of this cast. So you should Brilliant. check it out if you haven't. That was such a comprehensive <laughs> summary of everything. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you. I've had to do it a couple times. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Are, um, are Jason Bateman and Laura Linney nice? I bet Laura Linney is so nice, right? They are. I, this is by far my favorite show that I've ever worked on. Every single person on this show is just like, rem, unrem, like it's insane how kind and hardworking they are. Jason in one was, I think the first person I met, the first day I came to work on the show, I was cast really, really quickly. And so it was like a turnaround of one week. I was shooting a scene with the lady who plays my mom, Janet McTeer, who's actually a very famous British actress. And um, she, it was a scene with her and um, Jason was actually directing the scene. So I feel like I was immediately thrown into the world that is Ozark because not only is Jason the star of our show, but he, he produces it and he directs it. So I really got to understand, you know, what is the culture of this set? How does it, how does it work? Like, what is the style um, of, of this show? And so he was incredible to work with, not only to like watch him direct himself and other people and then jump into a scene and work. I never worked with um, I'd never worked on a set where the director was also in the scene at the same time. So that was a really cool experience. And then Laura Lenny is like the most, one of the, probably the most incredible women I've ever experienced, like met in my entire life. She is so hardworking, so kind. She's a mom. So, you know, she approaches like, even like being one of the younger people on the set, she was so kind and always looking out for me. Um, same with the lady who played my mom. I, I, like, I can't say a bad thing about anyone because they're all so They're both, so they're both amazing in, in, in the show as well. Like J Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, the way that they play their characters is they almost seem like it's, there's, there's a kind of comedy to how unfazed they are by everything. It's like a dark comedy. When you look yeah, at the situation, yeah. you're like, wow, this is so screwed up. Like, why is this happening? But at the same time, the manner in which they're, navigating the situations and and i mean my one of my favorite lines is from season one and it's like when laura Liddy's character goes yeah your dad works for a mexican drug cartel and just like flat out tells them like something that most parents wouldn't do but it's just i mean i think that's what brings brevity to the show and makes it watchable because it is it's dark and it, there's some tough content in it but because they have this like humor infused into it i, I it, it's like the perfect balance J jason bateman can do this kind of gormless facial expression that that is just hilarious like when he when he i think when his character finds himself in just a, a sort of a, uh, a situation that is just impossible to navigate for anyone and he's just completely baffled and has no idea what to do and he's he i mean and you've see, probably seen him in other stuff his character is very similar to his natural personality where it's just this air of like rolling with the punches <laughs> but he's hilarious um and and just as funny off off screen as he is on screen brilliant i actually found there was a, a news story recently about the ozarks i don't know if you knew about this there was a huge pool party in the Ozarks and someone there had coronavirus. Um, the person from Boone County arrived at the Lake of the Ozarks on Saturday, May 23rd and attended the pool party that evening. And again on Sunday, May 24th, they also dined at a Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant that day. Mm. 
I don't know what that is. Sounds nice. Um, <laughs> um, that definitely sounds like a party that Aaron would have wanted to go to. Oh, okay. Brilliant. With coronavirus and everything. So doesn't face me one bit. Are there really restaurants open in the in the in the US at the moment? Honestly, it depends by state. So, um, in like California, New York, there are way they're on way more of a lockdown than we are, so it's a lot more takeout. But in Georgia, where I live, they opened up really really early, and um, it's a lot of like outdoor dining. Or if there is restaurants, you're separated, and there's a lot of protocol. But for me, for my safety and for my family's safety, I've We've just stuck with staying here. It's safer. <laughs> so we'll, we'll order it. How long have what you been? Like, how long have you been like stuck in? I have been in my house pretty much not leaving other than to get groceries and such like that um, since March 14th. So almost three months now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So probably about the same amount of time for me. I was in, I was in France. So I was doing my year abroad from mm. university in France and their lockdown started like three weeks before the UK lockdown. So I went, I was there and then I came here and there was no lockdown here. Yeah, there's just, everyone's kind of on a different page because everyone's being affected differently. So, and especially with the United States, um, it's kind of in the power of each individual state to make that decision. So there's 50 different protocols currently. <laughs> Crazy. That's crazy. There's still like, are people still moving between states or is everyone kind of staying? At first, I think definitely in the month of April, people were really not traveling. I remember looking up plane tickets and mm. to go to Boston, it was like $18 round trip, which is just absolutely unheard of. Um, now I think people are traveling more in between states, um, but I think more for like necessary purposes. If they're going to like vacation in like another house that they have, or they're going to like visit their grandparents or something, it's, it's more essential. Tra- it's not essential travel in the sense that they have to have to do it but it's definitely there's a thought process that goes before you walk out the door a friend of mine just got back from um he's from california but he studies over here and he came back from california and he was at the airport and he was like asking about how full the flight was and they said oh your flight's completely booked and he was like what he was like how can the flight be completely booked and then he found out that most of like pretty much everyone on the plane was changing from New Zealand and there's like no cases in New Zealand. So it was like, Oh, thank God. Oh, okay. Good. I was like, that's terrifying. I know a lot of the planes here have like they're at half capacity and that's just how they fill it up. But yeah. it's going to be really weird traveling for the next yeah. year. If you're in a plane. I mean, you're breathing the same air as everyone else. So you, oof, that just seems like a recipe for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Ozark, Ozark is quite different from some of the other things you've worked on. That's an understatement to say the least. <laughs> uh, very different. I, I guess I that's... Uh, sorry, it's the Zoom thing. No, carry on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I guess that's the fun part about being an actress is that I can go from one super dramatically dark project to like an ABC sitcom in like a couple weeks. But the thing that interested me particularly piqued my interest on your IMDb was you worked on Nickelodeon show, right? Yes. Called Henry Danger. And I used to watch Nickelodeon comedies like all the time, like iCarly, like Wizards of Waverly Place, like stuff like that. Um, and I always wondered like how they make those and like what it's like working on one of those. 
um, and also what the Kids' Choice Awards is like. It seems like the most <laughs> mental American <laughs> I could possibly imagine. Yes, yeah, so that was that was quite a long time ago, but um, a, a really cool experience. You know, I I grew up watching iCarly as well, and um, I think it's Dan Schneider who is the creator yeah. of all these shows that he he's created a ton of them. So what was so cool was the fact that he was on set, and I was like, wow. I mean, I have grown up watching every single show that you've ever created, and now I'm standing in front of you working on material that you have written for me, which was so cool and it was a really small role on the show but um it definitely there is a lot of skill that goes into working on like a multi-camera show um it's a whole different skill set it's a lot more similar to like a theatrical performance um than something on ozark where it's like one or two cameras And you're, you're playing on a stage. Sometimes, uh, Henry Danger didn't have a live audience, but I worked behind the scenes on a show called Live and Maddie on Disney Channel that did. And, and that's a whole other performance level thing that they, they have to, the actors have to train and do. But it's amazing. The blocking is different. Um, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's, it's comedy too. And it's like a different level comedy. Um, it's not like the office or something like that. It's, it's <laughs> children's comedy. So it's very specific in the beats and the timing and they have a laugh track that goes along with it. So you have to have, make sure you're hitting the right spot at the right time. Oh, do they play, do they play the laugh track? As um, at- uh, what happens actually is the producers will laugh really loud at like <laughs> to mimic, to mimic the laugh track because you have to pause because they're going to put that laugh track in and, and they, you know, they have to, you can't continue on with the scene or it's going to mess up with the laugh track. So they would have people, anyone who's watching kind of behind the scenes, they'd be like laugh at every joke really, really loud. So the actors have to sit there and pause almost as if you were on a stage. So it was such a great learning experience to really understand what it's like to work on a multicam. And I definitely have a lot of appreciation for those individuals because in my opinion I think comedy is harder than drama way it's way more specific you 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 need a lot more preparation you can't really wing it and get through with it um but it was it was an amazing experience and then the kids choice awards was just wild um it was like the kids choice sports awards that I think I went to and so it was like every athlete that I that was super famous that I had no idea who they were because <laughs> I didn't follow sports at the time. Uh, but it was it was a really amazing experience to see kids get so excited and and just like watch um, how how fans interact with with celebrities and stuff like that at the time. I mean, nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared. But for my friends who were on Henry Danger and stuff like that, it was fascinating to just see the power of having this platform. Is it is it just like when you go there? Is it just thousands? Of, is the audience just filled with like thousands of children like screaming all the time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> did anyone get slimed? I did. I watched. Was it LeBron? So some really famous basketball player. Definitely, I really I probably shouldn't speak as to who it is because I really cannot remember. But there was definitely multiple individuals. I think I watched Zendaya get slimed because she was accepting an award. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I didn't get slimed. Um, still on the bucket list, I guess. So, I, if I if I saw Zendaya or 
LeBron James get slimed. I would tell that story all the time. People it was cool, about- it, but I, but still, we were in like this arena that they were shooting the um, the award show, and and still, just like the sitcoms and stuff like that, the award shows are highly choreographed. Like it's very specific timing about when is happening, when something's getting cued, how long they have to get slimed. Sorry, my tree just turned off. Um, but but anyways, it, it's. It's amazing to see how much preparation goes into that. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, the Kids' Choice Awards. It's an <laughs> American event. I know. I mean, they probably do it in the UK. I'm sure they have something similar for, for te- like teen and kid award shows. There. Do they film all that stuff in the same studio, all of the, all of the Nickelodeon shows? Uh, they're actually on different sound stages. It's interesting, like usually like big networks will own different like a bunch of different sound stages so i just worked on a show called american housewife and it's an abc show but we were shooting at the cbs radford studios um which was all cbs shows and like a disney show so it's really they it just depends you know how much space they need how many sound stages what's available at the time what shows are coming off the air what shows are on hiatus what shows got canceled and where's the space Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of just like work in a pattern like that. And for the kids choice awards, I think they were in some kind of arena. Um, but some, so a lot of the like in between clips and stuff were pre-recorded in, in different studio settings. The idea of filling an arena with children is kind of terrifying. I mean, if you're 16, I guess it must seem like a crazy fun thing, especially if you with all your friends. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely fun. Is it, is it fun? Cause I, I, I worked on the kids show when I was like, when I was like nine or 10, but it was like an animated thing. But it was so nice to be with like people my age just all the time, every day. And if also if you're all into the same thing, it must just be so much fun, like working on a Nickelodeon show with a load of people you're, because the entire cast must've been like, what, six, like 16. Yeah, they were. And it's very interesting in Los Angeles, at least, because there is such a small group of kids that are working full time on shows. They're all in different friend groups. So once you kind of become friends with all of them and you start working on the different shows, like everyone overlaps as to who they know. It's it's a really small business. But that's definitely I've I've spent a lot of time on shows where I have been the only kid. um, And then there's definitely a different level of fun and um, comfort that comes from working on shows where there are a lot of kids. Does that kind of, you feel like that makes you kind of more mature, like working, having to work with adults all the time? It definitely have made me grow up a lot faster it, um, and taught me a different level of maturity. There's different expectations when you're working with adults at, at age 15, you're expected to deliver on the same level that they are and to, you know, act the same and, and be just as mature. And so it, it I definitely learned a lot of lessons in the etiquette of being on set um, and acting like an adult. <laughs> yeah. I think I've found that as well. Well, cause I don't, I mean, I mostly do voice acting nowadays, but I did a little bit of acting when I was younger. I did you, you I feel like you sort of have to, well, you can't really be childish if you're, if you're working, you know, no. so you can't really mess you're working you. with so many adults, you know, you're, and so many kids are looking up to you and, and following you that you have to set an example as if you're an adult. And I think that's an amazing quality to learn, but also it can be kind of a detrimental quality where kids are kind of forced to grow up too fast. 
It was interesting what you said earlier about um, there being kind of friendship groups within all the kids who do acting. Does that mean there's like, there's like cliques of kids within like different shows? Not that I'm, it's hard because that was, I I knew and was friends with a lot more of those people when I was younger and we've kind of all grown up and are doing our own things now. Um, But there's definitely, um, I think when you work on the same studio lot for 10 months out of every year and you're one of like four kids on a show, uh, there, I mean, it's the same way. It's like being in high school. You you have your friends that you go with. You have the kids that you are in class with, but never really get a chance to, um, you know, interact with. Um, so I think it's the same nature. Everyone is, it's as long, I mean, even though we're acting older and we're, we're have professional jobs, it doesn't mean we're not kids and are going to make friendships our own ways. And there's so much, um, there's, there's, there's so much kind of specificity to like, like acting with children right because you've got to have your kid like i don't know how it works in the us but in the uk if you're under 16 you have to have a chaperone you have to have like an adult that's with you all the time and you you have to have like a tutor and you have to do like like between three and five hours every day yeah Um, there's a lot of rules um especially after this whole me too movement and stuff like that they've really cracked down about having adults all the time you know there's like a new level of protocol and and everyone in 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 a i'd say in a great way um that everyone is even like over careful that nothing wants to come off in the wrong way it's always um you know an experience that i had like positive one is i one of the first shows i worked on um you have to be mic'd for shows and stuff like that and you know at the time i was like a 15 year old girl i was getting mic'd and and you know they were very specific about the rules of your mom has to be standing right there they're verbally like okay i'm going to take this is is this okay that please help me move this mic i want you to make sure you're comfortable like being very and and um vocalizing all those um different steps to make sure it's completely clear which i think that's something that you can't go wrong with but definitely it um there's a difference when you turn 16 and when you turn 18 and like what roles you can do. And that's why I think you see a lot of shows that cast over 18 year olds to play 16. That's, I mean, that's like every show that I've worked on since I've been 18 um, has been playing younger. Right. Because you, because you guys can work different hours and we can work longer hours. I can work in the middle. I mean, I shot a show where they originally cast a bunch of 13 year olds realized that they really needed to do all night shoots and then recast it with 19 and 20 year olds that were supposed to look 15 and 16. Um, because we shot from 10 PM to 4 AM for two weeks. And you can't do that. That that's against the rules with the young. I didn't even know there were shows that did that. Yeah. Was that because it was, it was set at night or why? Yeah, it was, um, the show creep show that I worked on for AMC with the producers of the walking dead. It was all at night. And it was easier just to, if every scene had to be a night, they might as well just call us when the sun went down. So that was when our call time was. Yeah. One of the shows I think about, like considering there's so much kind of red tape working with kids on TV shows is like Harry Potter. I mean, that must have been, there's so many kids. There's so Uh, many kids. Every one of those kids would have had like a chaperone and a tutor. And And they were so young too when they like the first movie 
I mean, but there's also, I appreciate, I think the movie would be a lot different if they had cast 20-year-olds to play oh, really so young. There's, not, there's something about casting kids that are that age that you get this, like, authenticity to the role. As much as I'd say, like, yeah, I can be a real 16-year-old and I'm a 16-year-old sister, so I get it. <laughs> but, like, especially at that young age, like, the difference of a 14-year-old playing a 12-year-old and a 12-year-old playing a 12-year-old, there's a difference. And so... I think it, it comes down to budget and to timing and what can work and, and what can't. Oh yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to talk, I wanted to talk as well about the fact that you juggle your acting with being a university student. And you were saying to me earlier um, before we started recording, I think that you sometimes have to like fly between where you're filming and where you're doing university. Can you talk just a little bit about juggling that? Of course. Um, yeah. That so I shot majority of Ozark season three and um, a couple other projects while still going to school um, at the University of Southern California. And I guess to kind of give some background, um, I decided from a young age um, when I did start getting more successful and working more that I did not want to sacrifice my education um, and that I was going, even if it took extra work, to continue um, getting my education and learning because that's something I'm passionate about in, in addition to working. And um, I there's totally been sacrifices that I've had to make on both ends um, to kind of make it work. But I did have a high school that was very supportive of me working uh, outside of school and shooting. And luckily, because I went to a private school, that was possible. And my parents were really supportive and um, my high school really supported the arts. So that's where I really got the foundation to understand how to juggle the two things. Because I did have to like miss prom and, and to go like test for shows and do auditions. And um, so I kind of got a great foundation of understanding how I best work around navigating um, schoolwork and um, career work. And then when I decided to go to USC, I specifically uh, chose the university because they made a commitment to me that they would in the best of their abilities work around any scheduling conflicts I have. Um, a lot of universities out there, I feel like, are like, you know, you, cho you, you choose to come to the university and you're committed here and you're committed to your studies. Um, but what's so great about USC is they do have like the number one cinema school in the entire world and it's in Los Angeles. And so they have this deep appreciation for the film industry. And so when I said, look, I'm working on this show and I realistically will only be able to be in LA two to three days a week until October, but I'm willing to do the work and to zoom into class if I have to um, and, and do extra work outside of the classroom to, to, to make it possible. They said yes. Um, and other universities said no. And so that was kind of the first step or the second step that I took. I had this foundation and then I had the commitment of um, my school, which I think for other individuals that do want to do both, um, it's important to have that support from your family, from your friends, and from your university. And then the third part is actually navigating it. Um, it's it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It, it takes a 
different level of commitment. Um, but I think it's made me a stronger student and it's made me a more passionate actress with the fact that I know that I'm having to go out of my way to get things done early so that I can show up to the audition and I can show up to set at 6am and um, I'm sacrificing things in the process. So, I don't know so a lot far, yeah, go ahead. No, I just, got, I don't know a lot of students who get up at 6am. You probably get a lot more done. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't say I get up at 6 a.m. every day, but a lot of times the call times are really early, which means that I, you have to you have to get get there early. Um, but I think the the main trick that I would say to people is you have to get your work done early. So get your schoolwork done as like as in advance, because as you pro as probably a lot of people understand, is the entertainment industry runs on no schedule at all. <laughs> there is no schedule. You can get a call 20 minutes before an audition. Um, you never know when you're going to book a project. Um, you could not work for three months and then work every day for the rest of the year. You never know when it's going to change. You're going to get that call. So doing the work in advance for school and just getting it knocked out so you don't have to worry about it will give you such a level of freedom to focus on the acting and being able to really um, put yourself in the best position to work. So that's, I guess, what I've understood. Um, but, you know, there's days where I'm better at it and days when I'm not. So I'm still learning. Fair enough. And, and, and you do quite an interesting degree or sorry, you're, you're quite an interesting major, right? Because you do, what do you want to explain? Yes. Um, so I'm studying a business degree in cinematic arts, which goes along quite nicely with my acting career. Uh, pretty much it's exploring the business side of the entertainment industry, whether that be like agents. For me, I'm more interested in producing and financing. Uh, but that's another great aspect about USC. I mean, I can sing their praises all day, but it's a very unique program that not many universities have. And um, it kind of combines my interests and experience in the entertainment industry while also uh, getting to explore a side that I've never got to experience. And I, I think, I hope that it will complement the, um, my cur current career and, and hopefully in the long run I can do both. So you learn how to do produce, like you learn about the financial side of entertainment and the producing that must be, some of that must be really interesting. Like, is it, is it a lot of, um, like, do you get a really good idea about like how much it would cost to do like a certain thing in in, in a production or or? So I am just a freshman, so my <laughs> my current education is quite limited to more um, of the basic level stuff. But I there's definitely the classes that I know I will be taking are we take a producing for television class. Okay. I mean, name another university that, or, or I mean, I'm sure there are, but something like so specific yeah, um, that we to work with producers that are from LA that have that experience and, and, you know, shadow on sets. And so it's definitely given me an appreciation for what it really takes to make a show because it's as a consumer, as an audience, we get to see all these magical things happen. But then you look at game of Thrones and, how did they finance that? Where did they get the money? How did they break up the budget for each episode, for the costumes, Mexican for the drug. cameras, for, for all of those extras, for the CGI? Like there's so many different things that go into the budget. And obviously half of producing is, is the money side, but also it is um, 
I think my favorite part of producing is bringing teams together and bringing individuals together. And I think that's a skill in itself, understanding different people's skill sets and how they could work together, even if it doesn't benefit you, um, but just like introducing people. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like thinking about what the best kind of people, but also the the, the best people that would work together on a team. I could have the because a lot of times these people are working together for like six to ten years. Yeah, it's course. ridiculous. So you you really have to, and that's a skill I think you have to acquire. So I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for the rest of the classes I get to take. I've I've only started and I have so much to learn. Do you know like? I'm just so interested to know like what the most expensive, like hidden cost of like a TV show, like something you wouldn't even think about, like like feeding the cast or like. I mean, like there's that. yeah. I personally, I have no idea, but I mean, you think about lighting, costumes, the paying the cast members, depending what show. I mean, it, it gets very expensive. Yeah, crazy. I'll, I'll finish off. I'll just ask you one more question. Um, uh, just, just kind of looking to the future. What would your What would your dream role be? Ooh. Can I Can I have two? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so my first one would definitely be a superhero, like any Marvel movie, TV show, DC comics. I grew up watching superheroes, and um, I think there's such a that type of role would not only push me physically and mentally and emotionally like as an actress, I I think that's fascinating uh, to kind of develop a character um, that is likable, but is nuanced in the sense that they have flaws and stuff like that. Um, But also getting to do all that stunt training and learning how to work with CGI. That's always been something they shoot a lot of the Marvel movies in Atlanta, actually. So I've, I've been um, one of my friends works, props and stuff like that for a lot of the movies and so I've gotten to see kind of behind the scenes and how much work goes into making these small scenes and the creativity and so I think I would love to be a part of a project like that and you know get to do my own flips and stunts (laughs) Um, and then another dream of mine would has always been to do um, Broadway or something like that I've been obsessed with it since I was a kid you don't see this but on my wall there's like playbills across the entire <laughs> on the entire wall um i've loved broadway i grew up in um in new york for a little bit and so that was really my first exposure to the entertainment industry and so it would be really full circle for me whether it be theater or musical theater to um to get to check that off the bucket list so well i hope i hope you manage to get both of those that'd be so sick Thank you. that would be really cool <laughs> be a superhero on broadway that would be amazing that would you know that would that would be worlds colliding that might be too much (laughs) stuff you prance around the stage and shit it'd be great exactly um thanks so much for for zooming um it's not it's not always um it's quite annoying being asked for a zoom I understand that. It's honestly easier than than writing the answers myself. I, I'll get like interviews and stuff like that. And because like a lot of the stuff can be in person, they're like, just fill it out and send it in. And it's yeah, like yeah. writing an essay. <laughs> um, so it's it's fun to just kind of be able to sit down and talk. So I don't mind at all. Thank you for giving me a reason to not wear sweatpants today. So 
<laughs> don't worry about it. But, I mean, I'm wearing pajamas, but don't worry about it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and everyone, thanks so much for listening. Um, catch you next time on the Student Pages podcast. Thanks so much.